0: Hi, this is Jamie Court, president of Consumer Watchdog and you're listening to the Rage for Justice Report, where we every week expose, confront and change. I'm here this week with Consumer Watchdog's executive director, Carmen Balver. Hi Carmen.
1: Hey Jamie, how's
0: it going? Going good. We are going to talk about the propositions on California's ballot, all 12 of them, and we are going to try to give everyone an idea of, of what we're thinking about them, although Consumer Watchdog doesn't in Endorse uh, many of them or oppose many of them. This is what Carmen and I believe on many of these propositions. So let's get right to it, Carmen. Prop 14, which allows the Stem Cell uh, Institute, created 15 years ago, to raise another 5.5 billion in bonds. Now we uh, we have uh, a possible disagreement on this. What are you thinking?
1: Well, I'm leaning no on this one, um, largely for two reasons. One, we've got a lot of big important issues going on in California and a budget crunch. So I'm not sure that this is my top priority for taxpayer funds, uh, adding stem cell research, but also because we've had 15 years of experience with the Stem Cell uh, Institute and it's run into some significant conflict of interest problems between uh, uh, created by the same people who are awarding the money uh, benefiting from that money on the back end. So I'm leaning no.
0: And I'm an absolute no because of the disaster. <laughs> last <laughs> So uh, we're on the same page, but I'm a lot stronger. I think
1: we're in agreement
0: then. Spend you spent a lot of time posing the conflicts at that agency. And I wouldn't want to recreate it with $5 billion. I can think of a lot better uses of $5 billion. And Prop 15 may be one of those better uses. Prop 15 increases commercial property tax revenues, fund schools and local governments. Um, This came about because uh, Prop 13, a tax law passed in 1978, uh, had a loophole in it. Uh, What do you think about Prop 15, Carmen?
1: I'm a definite yes on Prop 15, uh, because it's the best chance we've had in decades to correct the extreme imbalance uh, that was created when Prop 13 essentially froze in place property taxes at whatever Uh, price a home or commercial property was purchased at. And this doesn't address homeowners at all. It's solely for business properties. And, um, you know, because corporations can take advantage of the law and never, quote unquote, die, they just transfer ownership of a property, the property is never reassessed. So we've got tons of properties that haven't been reassessed since the 90s, paying super low property taxes that have starved state and local governments, well, sorry, not state, local governments and schools of property tax revenue.
0: All the while, while everyone who's a homeowner, when they buy a new property, they have to po- they have to pay property taxes at 1.25%. This just basically brings commercial property up to that reassessment value. And it's a lot of money for the state. I believe it's over $5 billion a year.
1: Yeah. It's, it's significant funds from uh, the estimate from the LAO is six and a half billion to eleven and a half billion in new funding, um, which might go down a little bit because commercial property values are probably dropping, uh, thanks to COVID. But still, will be a significant uh, infusion of tax money.
0: The next three initiatives—I uh, don't know if we spend much time on them. They're just—they're. I mean, we're we're generally progressive. We 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 believe Prop 16, Prop 17, Prop 18 are yeses. Prop 16 is to restore affirmative action. Uh, Prop 17 is allowing. People on parole to vote, and Prop 18 is to allow 17-year-olds uh, will be 18 on election day to vote. So uh, it's you know from where we're coming from, those I don't need, think need much talking. It's it's where your where your political beliefs are. Prop 19 though is a hard one. Prop 19 uh, is one that uh, I'm not sure I quite understand it, uh, it. It was put on the ballot by the uh, real estate uh, association, which is definitely a strike against it. But why don't you explain a little bit what Prop 19 does, Carmen?
1: Well, Prop 19 does two things. Uh, One of them was proposed by the realtors and the other one was added by the legislature to make it a little bit better. Uh, The one proposed by the realtors lets people who are 55 or older or the disabled keep their current low property tax rate when they buy a new home anywhere in the state. And right now they can only do that if they buy a new home uh, in their local community. Um, What the legislature added to make it to sweeten the deal was... Uh, prohibiting um, people who inherit a home from keeping their low tax rate um, unless they actually live in the home. So if you inherit a property from a family member and decide to just rent it out on Airbnb, you're going to have to pay uh, an update, a reassessed uh, current property tax rate. So those are the two big things, um, and it's it's a difficult one. I mean, the argument is that right now some seniors who bought their homes a long time ago would like to downsize, but they can't afford to because their property tax rates would go up. Uh, But the flip side is that it kind of exacerbates the wealth inequity that's created when, um, you you know, first time homeowners go out to buy a new home, they have to pay 2020 property tax rates. But, um, you know, a, a 60 year old who bought their first home in 1980 gets the benefit of 1980 tax rates. So it's, it's a tough one. I'm leaning no, but uh, there's arguments on both sides.
0: And I lean no, too, just because the Realtors Association put it on the ballot. That's good enough. <laughs> uh, Prop 20 is a no for both of us and increases penalties for property crimes and parole violations. Uh, we've had really good uh, experience with Prop 47 with emptying the prison population, uh, and particularly with times of COVID. Uh, I don't think there's any need to go back, um, and neither do you. Now there's Prop 21, which is uh, one that we've uh, taken a position on as an organization. And this is uh, a really important one because it allows cities to enact rent control for properties over 15 years old. Uh, it is uh, is put on the ballot by a friend of ours, Michael Weinstein at the AIDS Health Foundation. And it's meant to basically say cities don't have to have rent control, but we we we, we don't have a ban on cities having rent control because right now there is a ban on it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think this is uh, an important tool in the toolbox for cities and counties that are desperately trying to find a solution to the homeowners crisis, uh, to the homelessness crisis. So um, it's a step forward. It's, it's you know, that's, this is a crisis that's as bad as COVID and uh, climate change. And so uh, we need everything at our disposal to, to address it. So that's why I'm a yes.
0: That's a yes on Prop Prop 21, and I had uh, signed the ballot argument on Prop 21, so I'm obviously a yes as well. Uh, Prop 22, this is uh, a law that was uh, put on the ballot uh, because we passed another law, AP5, in uh, 2019 that made gig workers and employees have new protections that other workers have, like workers' comp insurance, health benefits, overtime. Now, Uber and Lyft say uh, drivers don't want it. But uh, they uh, they are entitled to it under the law. And Prop 22 basically says, if again, it basically says um, workers uh, uh, are are independent contractors and can be independent contractors. Uh, But it also says workers will get paid 120% of the minimum wage wages uh, where a driver, you know, is behind the wheel. But it doesn't count the time that workers wait for a job. So when they're in the car waiting to pick someone up, that's not counted. It's unclear how much uh, higher wages uh, AB 22 really gives. But what it does do is um, gives the Uber and Lyfts the excuse to say we're going to leave the state if and DoorDash if we can't get this law. I don't buy it. Uh, I'm a no on Prop 22. What do you think, Carmen?
1: I'm definitely a no, too. I mean, you know, the big there's one hundred and eighty million dollars out there being spent on TV ads from Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash primarily, uh, warning that uh, workers are going to be ruined and the companies will have to leave the state if this passes. Um, And I don't buy it. What they will have to do is treat their workers a little bit better. But I find it inconceivable uh, to think that those companies would leave our market entirely. So I'm a no as well. It it provides really um, important protections that – I think we've seen under COVID just how important um, health benefits and uh, sick time and uh, and and workers' compensation insurance can be. So I'm a yes. Prop twenty. 20- Sorry, I'm a no.
0: I'm your it's no. A Confusing. One.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: a no. Prop 22, Prop twenty-two is a no. Prop twenty-three is a yes for both of us. It increases regulation on kidney dialysis clinics and it improves safety at dialysis clinics uh, by requiring physicians to be on the premises during business hours, infection reporting, state approval for a clinic. Probably a no-brainer for people who want uh, improved health quality. Uh, Prop twenty-four is a very big initiative uh, that we're both yes on. You want to talk about it, Carmen?
1: Yeah, Prop 24 expands um, the already robust privacy protections uh, that Californians won uh, back in 2018. It would build on our existing privacy law uh, by letting you stop uh, social media companies like uh, Facebook or, or uh, Twitter um, from using your sensitive personal information, your race, your sexual orientation, um, uh, your health. Um, where you uh, live precisely, or where you at precisely, in their algorithms, um, it protects kids' privacy uh, by tripling fines on companies who violate it, and by creating a new state agency uh, that would enforce our privacy protections. And perhaps for, most importantly to me, it creates a floor beneath which the legislature cannot reduce our privacy protections. Because you know, we spent the last year and a half in sacramento fighting to protect uh the law that the legislature passed in 2018 uh creating the strongest privacy protections in the nation in california and the industry is going to continue spending millions of dollars on lobbyists to try to overturn those protections unless we do something to lock them in place and so that's the for me the biggest thing that uh Uh, we need Prop 24 for is to prevent our privacy protections from being whittled down in the future, but it also creates a lot of new new protections.
0: I think Prop 24 is the most important uh, initiative on the ballot. If you're going to vote for one thing, vote for Prop 24. Um, There's a lot of dirt being thrown on it by um, some groups uh, in uh, the progressive side who um, want more. They want uh, a a higher standard of privacy, uh, but this law is the highest, would, would create the highest level of privacy in America. Uh, and um, I think a lot of their objections are, are, are kind of silly, uh, but uh, I'm going to be debating um, uh, the ACLU, who's opposed to this on at the, at, the, at the Sacramento Press Club on October 15th, if people want to listen in at noon, uh, it's open to, to people, the Sacramento Press Club debate, and people can hear more about what their objections are. They basically want um, the right, to uh, have an opt-in system, which is instead of you having to opt out of, of the sharing of your information, uh, the companies would have to opt you in. And and, and that's just uh, not something that uh, is in the law now. Uh, it's not something that's on the table because Sacramento won't pass it. And it's not something that many people think are constitutional according to court cases. So they're kind of holding out on something which is a really important protection. And as the LA Times said in its endorsement, breaking down the choice, they said, "A uh, quote, we could Sink deeply into the history and behind-the-scenes drama. But in the end, the question for voters are whether Prop 24 would make privacy protection stronger, whether it goes far enough to make a meaningful difference, and whether it would enable the state to provide even better protection in the future. The answer to all three is yes, and that's why the L.A. Times endorsed Prop 24. And Consumer Watchdog has been spending uh, a little bit of time uh, advocating it because we believe it's it's going to create a, a national uh, privacy protection that would be replicated and, and it would be the toughest privacy protection in America. Uh, and it would it would do a lot to, um, uh, I mean, there are 24, 25 new things in the law to protect the uh, uh, our data and protect it from being shared or used in ways we don't want it. So uh, vote yes on Prop 24. Don't be deceived. Uh, the the o- other side, Facebook and Google, have been very quiet because they don't want people to know they're against it or it might pass. But believe me, they are not looking forward to this law taking effect. Uh, and the last initiative on the ballot is Prop 25. Um, you want to talk about Prop 25, Carmen?
1: Yeah, so Prop 25 is a uh, racial justice measure. Um, it attacks the systemic biases in the criminal system um, by replacing the cash bail system uh, with a type of a risk assessment program to decide whether or not someone gets uh, released from jail while they're awaiting trial. And this is a racial justice issue because uh, and a and a, a wealth justice issue because cash bail allows the wealthy uh, to await trial at home while the poor get stuck in jail, uh, you know, oftentimes for months or even longer as they wait for their trial to go forward. Um, civil uh you know civil justice groups have uh, Advocated to get rid of the cash bail system for a long time. Um, the only reason there's any controversy around this proposal is that um, what it does is replace the cash bail system with um, a type of algorithm. And we all know that algorithms uh, can have uh, the kind of same structural biases that humans have. And so there are some groups that fear that Prop 25 would kind of put at risk uh, some of the same uh, uh, put put in the same biases as the cash bail system use. Um, but I, you know, I support it because it has a lot of accountability measures. It requires local approval and it has a lot of data reporting. So we'll know very quickly if, you know, we're, we're perpetuating the same kind of problems that were there in the cash bail system. Um, and there is no question that we need a different approach uh, and, and to would, incarceration.
0: This is a referendum. So, what it means is the cash bondsman went to the to uh, collected signatures to invalidate a law that the legislature already passed to get rid of bail bonds. And so that's why you need to vote yes because you're affirming the law passed by the legislature to replace uh, the cash bond bails. And this is being driven by bail bondsmen. So their self-interest is hitting right. the same unjust system. So, you got to go yes on prop twenty five in my view. Carmen, yeah. thank. We did. We did. I think uh, twelve initiatives in thirteen minutes. That's pretty good. Um, Impressive. And, and all these ballot recommendations are online at consumerwatchdog.org under the Capital Watchdog heading. You can get them in writing if you weren't able to follow along, and take it to the polls with you, or take it to the kitchen table where you fill out your ballot in the mail. This is Jamie Cord. Uh, President of Consumer Watchdog, been talking with Carmen Balber, the executive director of Consumer Watchdog. And uh, you've been listening to the Rage for Justice report where every week we expose, confront and change. You can uh, subscribe to this uh, podcast on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, in the uh, App Store. Uh, But thanks for joining us. Uh, Come listen every week.